We did it, everybody. Number 100 in the Privateer Island Life podcasts. It's awesome. Thanks for the support. I really like doing these. Uh, not all of them. Some of them have been with guys that are really tough to talk to and really tough to drag things out of, but most of them have been great. And I love shining the light on some guys that, uh, you know, make the sport a little more interesting. I have a little bit of character to them or, or have no Fs given when it comes time to uh, talk about stuff. So it's been a lot of fun, and I couldn't have done it without FXR Racing and Racetech. Those are the title sponsors for this podcast. Thank you to those companies for making it happen. Andy at FXR Racing, Chris at Racetech, big supporters of the Privateers. Uh, when you look at the Privateer lineup for FXR Racing, there's a ton of guys wearing it, and uh, there's a reason why. It's good stuff. It looks really good. 2020 stuff's out now, of course. So thank you, FXR Racing. Pulpamex30 is the code to save with them. And who has helped out more Privateers than Racetech since 1984? Yeah, that's right. Nobody. Racetech.com, motors and suspension work. Get your motor work service. Get your uh, suspension done. Revalved, put for your weight and or speed. Uh, Pulp 19 is a code to save with those guys. So thank you uh, for them for coming on board. And our our guys this year as well, like Namura Technologies. Their industry-leading top-end repair kits offer everything you need to rebuild your top-end at a price that will keep you riding every weekend, no matter the budget, from the professional shop to the privateer garages. Namira has you and your wallet covered. They offer a full line of cast and forged pistons for every MX application you can think of. Namira.com, M-N-A-M-U-R-A.com, or visit your local dealer for more information from those guys. Uh, Pulp25 is a code to save at skosh.com. S-C-O-S-C-H-E, Skosh.com. Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna using Skosh. Pulp 25 to save at them. I have these little uh, boom bottle speakers, and uh, they're amazing, man. It's totally portable. You can bring it in any, any room of the house. Pookie brings it around, puts it in uh, puts it in her car to bring to her friend's house. She used it in, in her bathroom. She used it in the bedroom. She uses it wherever she walks around to listen to stupid John Mayer. So uh, Skosh has got that thing dialed in, and they're a family-owned and operated company since 1980. And thanks to Maxis Tires as well, uh, privateer hero AJ Catanzaro using Maxis, and uh, appreciate those guys for coming on board. Mountain, great mountain bike tires as well. Maxis.com. The IT line is launching soon from those guys. So thank you, Maxis, for all you do for this show as well. As I said, number 100, man. Privateer Island Life. Thank you to those companies that support us. Thank you, people, for listening. Numbers are good on this. You guys seem to enjoy it. You seem to like it. So so that's a big thing, too. So coming up, Tyler Bowers. Uh, you know him. He's the bear. He's racing straight rhythm on a KX500. And Jay Cavanaugh. Uh, of rack racing who doing doing a really cool thing a really neat neat thing that uh, he's doing and helping tyler out and uh, you'll hear more from jay about kind of what his uh niche is in the industry and what he's got going on so again thanks to those companies for supporting it here's tyler bowers here's jay cavanaugh and thanks to race tech and thanks to fxr racing as i was saying in the intro for the support on this privateer island podcast this is number 100 yeah, it's a milestone show, so why not get a milestone guy on here, right? Presented by Namira, Skosh, and Maxis, uh, a good friend of mine over the years, and a guy who truly was a privateer this year uh, and really did a great job of it. It is the bear, Tyler Bowers. What's up, Bowers? How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good, especially uh, especially now after that great intro. It makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> I need to bring you with me like before every race. Yeah, I can be a hype man. I can be a hype man. Yeah, yeah I like it. Um, so the new numbers are out. Uh, I don't know if you saw them or not. Um what did you think about, uh, obviously we talked about you're trying to get a top 10 overall number so you could pick a career number. It didn't work out, but it looks like you're going to be 34 next year. Yeah, I was, I was really confused on that because like the whole time I was like, oh, I'm 30, I'll probably be 34, 34. And then this morning um, they did that release and then it went away. And like then I, you know, clearly like try to figure out what was going on. I saw in Vital that it was like 
um, like I was 35, but there was like somebody that messed up somewhere. So racer yeah. re-release it. And then like I dug around and finally they redid it. So now I'm 34. So I'm like mm-hmm. kind of, know, it's cool. Like, you yeah. know, it's a low number. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool to have that low of a number. If you look like around, like, you know, the company I'm with there, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to know that, um, me and pretty much just one other guy. And then with the help of my wife, you know, just, you know, everybody in the people in the industry, we were able to make a privateer program, get that low of a number, you know, get in with that, with those people that are around me there is pretty cool. Yeah. Do you want me to spend the next 30 minutes talking about counting 250 supercross points? Is the same? As- <laughs> no. Uh, is there a yeah, is there a yeah. dumber rule? Is there a dumber? Listen, this is from somebody. You won a two fifty supercross. You have yeah. twenty top tens, if not more, in your career in two fifty supercross. Yeah. Is there yeah. any way you can compare Tyler a tenth, no. No. a tenth at Anaheim one to a tenth uh, at Indianapolis in the East Coast? No, yeah, it's no, it, exactly. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because even sometimes, even you know, the year at one. Um, the Vegas Supercross on a light spike. It, it was crazy because to get top five that year was like stupid easy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. there was a lot of injuries and stuff. Um, you know, the top two or three were pretty good still, but like top five was like you know like you just basically if you didn't crash, yeah, you could get and do all the obstacles. You were like top five guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then I've had other points in my career where it was like I've tried my hardest and I'm barely like breaking top tens. You know. Right. Um, and, and it just yeah it just shows like yeah, life us kind of like sometimes it's pretty squirrely. It's the stupidest rule in the sport. I yeah. can't I can't believe they and do that. But tw- like pretty much twenty people in the four fifty class like on the main event each weekend is like they're like pretty much champions. Yeah, especially at this point. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yep. like to even compare it is kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree hundred percent. But uh, anyways. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I don't know if we talked to you since the outdoors stopped. Uh, obviously, Pebble Mex came on board with the Southwick round. You kind of did that for a lot of the races. And, and, you know, I told you this in person. I wrote about it. Like, it look, uh, if you had said, I don't want to do these nationals, it's too expensive, it's too much work, it's too much effort, no one would have said uh, and debated that. No one would have said, oh, what are you doing, dude? You did 12 of them. You, uh, you know, you, you gutted it out, you ate dirt, you ate mud, it was hot, uh, you needed to scrounge parts, I'm sure. I admire yeah. that, man. I wrote that. Like, it didn't go the way you wanted to, and truthfully, I thought you would do a bit better if, if you know, if somebody asked me before the season. But, man, yeah. props to you for for doing it all and sticking it out and, and, and doing it. In, in 2019, we don't have a lot of guys that want to do what you just did. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. I mean, it was it, – honestly, like, I've always wanted to do it. It was just really hard to – like justify it just like you said it's yeah. like the, you know like the amount of money it takes to do it and parts and help and like you know the pain you put yourself through to do it um and, and then what you get in returns usually it doesn't balance out at all so like you, for years even when i raced arena cross i wanted to do it like the whole series but it was always hard to justify it or figure out how to do it um and finally this year i was in a point between the stuff i do in germany and then like the supercross series and then with the help of trigger racing mm-hmm. um and Kawasaki, you know, of course, I couldn't have done it with Kawasaki, without Kawasaki and their tremendous help with me with bikes and parts and, and just support, you know, in general. Um, you know, I was able to, it, it made sense. You know, I said, I, I'm going to do this even if I don't make any money the whole time. As long, if I can, like, make it so I can at least break even, then it makes sense. I'll, I'll do, go do it. Just because, like, like I said, I might right. be getting towards the end of my career and it's something I've always wanted to do anyway. And I think. Um, I'm an outdoor, like I can do well outdoors as well. Uh, I just haven't done it, you know, in yeah. years. So 
um, for me, it was just something to do to prove that to myself and other people that, you know, it's not like I grew up riding a supercross track, you know, from minis until, yeah, yeah. you know, I raced supercross. So, um, yeah, I wanted to go do it. And I think I plan on doing it again next year. Um, bare minimum, just same thing as what I did this year as a privateer effort. And, uh, I think it'll only get better. Um, it's kind of hard. Some of the races, for instance, like Bud's Creek, it's been 10 years since I've been to Bud's Creek and, uh, like, uh, Hangtown last time I was there, the track went the other direction. Um, in, in, in first practice, you get like basically four laps to figure out. Yeah. There you go. Like, yeah. Like, like what, what, like Henry Hill or whatever, like at Bud's Creek this year, I was terrified because I'd come over, like there's three different Hills that look just like that. And I couldn't tell if one had a turn (laughs) right after it, or if one went, you know, went all the way down the hill. I'm like, you know, I'd break all early or I'd launch it over the berm. So, um, it's pretty hard to do when you don't really know these tracks that well. So I think next year I'll definitely do it again and I think it'll be better. Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, it's something Hunter Lawrence was like, yeah, a couple laps, there's a green flag. Uh, okay. I guess I'll paint it. I guess I'll, I guess I'll just go wide open. Right. Yeah. And you got, you know, you got older guys that have been around for a while that, you know, have been there. I mean, even younger guys, like for instance, like Cooper Webb is, you know, a a 450 rookie kind of, he's still pretty young in the 450 class and he's probably been to Bud's Creek like a million times, you know, like those guys go, And two laps, they know the track. It's right. pretty much exactly the same every year. So um, We'll talk about some straight rhythm coming up here uh, real shortly. Do you have anything lined up for 2020, or are you going to do Germany, Supercross, yeah. you know, all that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, my plan. Yeah, I'll do the German Supercross stuff again. Um, that's coming up. So I think my first race is the weekend, the f- first weekend of November or November 1st. Mm-hmm. Um um, I'll go to Holland and then I'll stay the week in Germany and race in Stuttgart and then do some of that, you know, off season stuff in yeah. Germany. Um, that's basically what's, you know, supports my family here at home. So did you, I definitely have to do that every year. Did you talk to some teams or were you just like, screw it, this is my deal? I like um, it. Well, like, I'm, you know, I've put my feelers out there, but my, my thing is like, I, I've ridden for teams that are not up to my standards yeah. and also. And, it, and it's not always their fault either. Um, so yeah, like yeah. to deal with, uh, you know, with with um, bike parts or or management that you know is not up to par, um, and and to feel like that's holding you back from your true potential yeah. really sucks. At least this way, it's a way like way more stress on myself and my family. <laughs> um, but at least this way, like I race and I enjoy it. You know, if I crack a top ten, I'm really I'm pretty happy about it. Or you know, like this year was. Like you said, outdoors kind of sucked for me, but like compared to what I think I could have done. Yeah. But in general, I was really proud of what I've done. Yeah. I, I was at one of the only races every single race this year at every single event um, that made it in every single event. Um, yeah. And it's just it's crazy to do that, and it means a lot to me that you know I pretty much did it on my own. And if if something was going wrong, like with the bike or or like I said with management, it's it's my fault. You know what I mean? I'm I'm the one that's holding me back. Not uh, your management. You, know, you are you are management. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which um, which is where the stress comes in. But yeah, yeah I know. I agree. I we've talked about this before. Uh, not all these teams are great. I called you last winter for a team that was looking for somebody, yeah. and you're like, yeah, no, I'm good. I got my money, your gear money, and <laughs> yeah. you, you know you got Cowie guys on board. Yeah. They all love you, and you were like, yeah. nah, I'm good. And then I was talking to on the phone yesterday to a guy who was like, yeah, man. Team wasn't paying me. Uh, I had to use their suspension guy that I hated. Like you know, ah, like yeah. classic B level, C level so, team stuff. You know, oh, it's so yeah, it's so it's so bad. I mean, even at A level teams, there's sometimes it's just like really like uh, my rookie year. I signed with um, Yamaha Troy, which was one of their final years, and and it wasn't all like their fault too. There was a guy that was thrown into management that maybe wasn't you know ready for that, and 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 other things going on political stuff on their side that. 
um, you know, everybody, had, people had their hands tied in. It was just, that was the year that, um, that's when Osborne, he was on the team. He just quit the team. He wasn't getting paid anything, mm-hmm. so he was out. And he just went overseas. And, uh, you know, that's when he started dominating overseas and then came back with, you know, an outlook at him. So, um, but, you know, you ride for these supposed A-level teams, and it's just either poor management or there's just, you know, nobody, it's all smoke and mirrors sometimes. It's Nobody knows what's going on behind the curtain. So, at least with me, I can control um, whether it sucks that bad or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so last year, we saw you getting ready for straight rhythm. You built this KX500. You rode the two-stroke national world championship thing on it. Uh, you got hurt before straight rhythm. We weren't able to see you on the beast or on the unit, as you call yeah. it. Um, but you're trying again this year. You're lining up. Pastrana's bringing out this Suzuki thing with the electric start and, <laughs> yeah. and so are you a pastrana in your own bracket is that what i'm getting out of this straight rhythm deal or is this yeah, is this something yeah basically because yeah because last i think mostly because last year you guys cried so much you and a ray cried so much about racing a 500 <laughs> you know? so they were like well you know uh, we don't want to hurt everybody good feelings. good i'm glad yeah and and so pastrana was like the, really the only one that was had the balls to kind of like ride a 500 on on the track again so um yeah he was he said he'd race me and then we're gonna do yeah kind of our own bracket thing and see how it goes he's on our mzilla um uh jeremy said i can ride the 250 class on the 500 too okay uh but i kind of want to just save it all for the for right. the um, 500 class yeah oh, that's good man I, I like it so yeah i mean we talked before about the bike you have some modern front suspension on it uh you've done some modifications to it have you hit Supercross whoops and everything with it, and you feel good. Feels okay. okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the thing like if it's good anywhere, it's badass in the whoops. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the five hundred, like that thing is so like when I rode it the, for the first time, when I first bought it, you know, all stock. I kind of like made it all original. It had his like off road suspension on it, and and I rode it. I was like, I want to ride it like this first and just see what I'm dealing with, and then go, you know, do everything I want to do to it. And uh, that bike is just, I mean, that's why it was good in the desert. It was it's just so stable, like it's yeah. fast, but the thing like you hit bumps and like the suspension let's say the suspension just bottoms out nothing happens because the bike just plows through these just bumps keeps, just keeps going like in the whoops <laughs> dude yeah it doesn't go sideways and it just goes straight forward and it's it's so awesome to ride i'll be looking forward to that i'm not going this yeah. year I, I booked a mexico cabo trip without really <sighs> checking the date because i thought it was after monster cup like it normally would be right yeah i, th- I thought the same thing and I then know. like brady's like no it's two weeks before monster cup i'm I like know. well i gotta get my I, shit together then <laughs> and my wife my wife and i are busy like almost every other weekend so this was the only yeah. thing we can go so i'm going to cabo uh, hammer's not too pumped on that but uh we're, we're going to have Alex Nagy there for Pulp MX. Alex Nagy's going to yeah. rep our 125 life. So. Sweet. Um, Sweet. Also on the line, uh, one of your big sponsors for Straight Rhythm, Rack Racing. Uh, it's a gentleman that's been around you uh, all year helping out, pitching in. I've talked to him yep. a few times. Jay Cavanaugh. What's up, Jay? How are you, man? What's up, brother? I'm super excited. Congratulations on show 400, of course. I was listening to it. Sounds like you had a great time. That was a I, wild crew you had in the house. Dude, just picture like just me trying to herd a bunch of cats or mice like i i i gave up at one point remember i was doing some sponsor reads and they all they would just talk shit about the sponsor so i just gave up on that you know i just i couldn't do that jay i couldn't do anything they, they weren't letting me do my normal show <laughs> what well, better crew and the energy was great and yeah. yeah so we're we're excited um yeah tyler and i kind of were talking over the uh course of the season and we kind of just came up with the idea of that rack racing would be the title sponsor to help them out with uh Red Bull straight rhythm. <clears throat> We're going against Travis, of course. And it's yeah. like, what opportunity? Like, how can you not be excited to 
compete against a legend, you know? And, and so uh, I couldn't be any more excited. And I really am grateful that Tyler has given me uh, the chance to kind of tag along and have fun. And, and yeah. it's a great event. As you know, you went last year and yeah. it was a great time. No, it should be great. And then the addition of Pastrana and Bowers on 500s will just be, the crowd's going to go mental. They're just going to love it, man. It's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. Um, what is rack racing, Jay? Tell us all. So rack racing, the rack stands for random acts of kindness. And what happened is, you know, I just want, like everyone in moto that kind of is a super fan, we all kind of wanted to have our place in the sport. And I tried marketing. I tried doing stuff for all different brands. I was like, hey, I'll be your content guy at the races. You know, I've tied along with AJ Catanzaro for a couple of years and been going to the races since way back, like 06. Yep. And just trying to find my place. And finally, I came up with mental coaching. And so I've been doing mental coaching. I usually have a crew of five guys. And then I take a portion of the money that they give me monthly. And I do random acts of kindness with it. I tag them on social media. They get thanked by the person who receives the uh, random act of kindness. And it's just kind of, it's kind of just grown. And it's been fun. And people love it. We have people that donate. Uh, We gave away 50 turkeys last Thanksgiving. And the coolest part was, you know, at the time, like I was going through some stuff and wasn't super, super excited about life. <laughs> uh-huh. And I, uh, I dropped 600 bucks. I negotiated a deal with big Y. I said, Hey, I want 50 turkeys. Yeah. Give me a deal. They said 12 bucks a turkey. I gave him 600. And I was like, what the heck did I just do? I got 50 turkeys. My buddy came to pick them up in a truck. And I'm like, dude, we're going to give these out tomorrow. And I know the moto community is awesome. And I have faith that we're going to get someone to pay for these turkeys. And Sure enough, with only like 2,000 followers, um, I kept posting on social media and said, hey, here's the PayPal link, Mm -hmm. 12 bucks a turkey, we'll give you a shout out. And just the Moto community stepped up. We gave away all 50 turkeys. Each one of the recipients was totally grateful, said what they were grateful for, said thank you to the person who donated, and uh, I broke even. So I had a great day and and had a positive impact on the world, so it was cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Now, did you grow up racing and riding? Yeah, so I grew up, you know, total addict, you know, PW50, the yeah. usual, grew up on a farm, CR80, and uh, raced supermoto last couple of years. Um, I kind of had an injury in 87 where my left foot doesn't go up, so that kind of bummed right, me out because yeah. I'm like, if, all the injuries, right? Like, why are you making my left foot not go up? Like, that's just not cool. And uh, so mm-hmm. I kind of struggled with that for a while, and then I just, I all of a sudden realized that if you turn your knee out, Okay, so if your foot doesn't go up, but it goes in and you kick your knee out and your foot goes up or in rather, it's essentially up without being too overly confusing. Uh-huh. So I learned I learned how to shift and I figured out a way to shift. I started racing supermoto and I, I turned expert and was competing for wins in the expert class in uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And now I'm doing car racing and oh, cool. helping people like Tyler out. Yep. I've got some local guys that race that I'm super excited to help because I want them to maximize their opportunity that I never really had. Mm-hmm. My parents weren't all that supportive. So uh, I don't know, man. You know how it is. I mean, let me ask you this. Like, I'm, I decided not to have kids, and it seems like you're going that same route, right? Yeah, I think so. It seems like it. It seems like it. I don't think that's happening. Uh, I don't know if we've actually ever, like, said, hey, we're not having kids. It just hasn't worked out, and my wife's totally fine with that, Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, like, would you ever think, I mean, I don't know, age-wise, we're probably close, but I don't know, like, I just think, like, what's my legacy, right? Like, am I leaving anything behind, or am I just going to, like, use resources and just check out in some mm-hmm. yep. cheesy nursing home in the woods somewhere, right? So, 
I just started doing uh, the rack racing, and then we're also launching um, at Red Bull Straight Rhythm. We're turning into a nonprofit, actually, where it's going to be called One Rack. Okay. And basically, we're just going to do random acts of kindness as a nonprofit, try to legitimize it, and uh, just keep trucking with what we've got going on. But, I mean, you know, i got to have a legacy, man. Like, I don't want to just hang out in this world and check out and have nothing left behind, you know? Yeah, I know. I hear you, man. Um, you're a big guy. I can't imagine you on a CR80 back east somewhere. Were you always that big? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they fed us the same stuff they fed Bowers, I think. Yeah, uh, really, right? Yeah, Bowers. Is, yeah. yeah, Tyler, you're always, like, you always a monster, too, Bowers, on, on bikes. Yeah. I, I remember Loretta yeah. Lynn's photos from you, Bowers. You're just dude, huge. Dude, that year, yeah, 7 to 11, 80 class, I was almost six foot tall. And I remember <laughs> I remember, I grew, like, the, the, the summer before, I grew, like, four inches out of nowhere. And then that next summer, I grew another four inches, like, just within two years, you know, eight inches of like it was crazy because I was like, yeah, I don't know, I was like average sized kid before right. that, and then all right. of a sudden, you know, the growth hormone kicked in and I'm through the roof. Uh, Jay, interesting that you mentioned mental coaching, um, and that's something that you've fallen into and and seem to be enjoying and working with throughout guys. Man, I'll tell you what, we've said this, uh, you know, if you listen to the Pulp Show and you listen to the review shows, you know what we're talking about. It, the sport is so mental; it is such a big part. Yep of being a successful racer and, and Tyler's one of those guys I think that mentally you know does have it together uh stronger than other people but holy smoke some of these guys they're millionaires Jay they're, they're millionaires and they from the outside they look like they have everything they've got the hot chick uh they've got the factory ride and they are just inside you would just think they you know you just wonder like how do they ever win one race yeah oh yeah you you see it all the time and it's and it's you know it's tough because a lot of people it's kind of like right on the edge where people, some of the guys are cool talking about it. Other guys kind of, it, cause it kind of teeters on like mental health. It's, you know, like yeah, mental yeah. coach. Sometimes people are just like, wait, I got to face my demons. Like, cause to be perfectly honest with you, one of the biggest things that I'm not going to mention any names, but what, you know, what I've seen is some big guys that have a core belief that they created when they were six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of age, you know, their parents told them they weren't good enough or their dad never said, I love you or mm -hmm. whatever it was. Yeah. People don't realize that that can carry all the way through your life and oftentimes is the issue because, like, let's say, for example, your core belief is that you're not good enough. Well, how do you think that person's going to perform? You know, because once they get to a certain age, they don't, you don't always realize that that's an issue for you, but you don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're capable. You don't believe in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. We heard just, Justin Brayton said that when he won Daytona. He's like, I finally believed in myself. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, he, I love, I'm a huge Justin Brayton fan, but if you think about it, he's how old? 30, what, two when he won or whatever, whatever 30, the math 34, was. 34, I think, yeah. Yeah. 34 and he finally believed in himself right so that's crazy and it's like what if he believed in himself 10 years earlier what would the face of his career have looked like if he had done that but you know your core beliefs are where your deepest demons are and it's like are you going to face them head on yeah or are you going to let them keep keep creeping up and and then causing the same life to happen every day over and over and over again are you going to face it head on right yeah. yeah no absolutely i mean tyler you know, like I said, you're one of the, I think, one of the more stronger mind guys out there. Um, but, you know, without naming names, of course, but there are factory guys. And, and, you know, they get pissed at me sometimes for things that I say. And I'm like, really? Like, you're a professional <laughs> athlete. And, again, you're a champion and this and that. And, and, you know, the real guys like Chad or whatever, they just slough it off and move on and keep going. And and, and, and there's a lot of guys. And, and yeah. there's, a, there's a former champion right now that mentally was so – unraveled easily you're just like wow 
And it's amazing, yeah. Tyler, isn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I mean, you say I'm, I'm mentally tough, and I, I definitely have times, like I have a, in, a, in arena cross and stuff like that, and just other other times in my career, there's been times where I'm like, wow, how did, what, how, how did my mindset, you know, get yeah, like yeah. that? I was just, I was, it was, you know, you couldn't throw me off no matter what. Right. It's just insane. And then I have times where I'm like, wow, can, how did my mindset get like that? You know, I had yeah. a couple, couple races this year, I, I straight up just was talking so bad about myself while I'm on the track. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, I've messed up. Like, I think, I don't know, Indy this year, maybe Indy last year. No, Indy this year, dude. Uh-huh. I remember, like, I was crushing in practice, felt good. Uh, heat race, made some mistakes, and, and ended up going to the LCQ, making it into the main, going to the main, and then, like, something went wrong in the main, and then, like, another thing went wrong, and then, dude, like, I was just beating the crap out of myself mentally in my head. Like, it, it, like, it was so bad. And then uh, eventually it got so bad where I, I just kind of gave up. I'm like, I'm like, well, dude, like, this is bad and it's not going to get any worse. You just faded so far back, like, whatever. And then all of a sudden, when I let go, you know, everything came back together. But what I mean is, like, you know, it's it's crazy. You know, even me, you, you say, you know, you think I'm a little bit tough, but I have numerous times like that. You know, where it's like, man, you just got to kick yourself in the ass and figure out how to get over it. And, and these riders, there's guys worse than me. You know, like oh, the slumps sure. and, and, and um, Webb, for instance, is the guy I've always, I, I was talking to um, Chaz at Trigger Racing at the beginning of the season this year. I was like, uh, you know, Webb's the guy, you have to beat him. You have to beat him in practice. Like when me and him went at it in 2015, you had to beat Webb first lap of the untimed practice because that kind of set the stage for the day. If you yeah. let him be like the fastest guy first practice, he yep. did like the, it would be a snowball effect and you yeah. just couldn't stop the guy. And then, and then like this year, whatever, he hit the finish line at, um, I think a two and like pointed back at rocks into yep. the little gun thing. Yep. And I was like, I saw that on TV and I called, I called Chaz. I was like, yeah, it's, it's done. He's going to win this. Like yep. you can't let that, that guy, but on the flip side of it, like when it's bad for him, it's so bad. And I think like when he was at Yamaha, it was like, insanely bad and it's crazy how many guys in motocross are like that um i don't know if it's a lot of just because with this it's it there is a lot of luck involved you got to be very prepared but like Mm -hmm. there's sometimes just stuff that's out of your control and then and then when it goes bad one weekend it's very easy to let that like keep snowballing down that hill and it's very hard for us riders sometimes to be able yeah. to pull out of that. And then a lot of it is like, you know, Jay was saying, sometimes there's, you know, guys that have deep-seated issues from growing up and, yep. you know, having a dad, a dad coach being hard on them or something like that, which I think can ruin you mentally, but I think it can also build you, like some riders, yeah. you know, maybe they, they feel like they're never good enough, so that's why they try so hard, you know, and then they let that drive them I, um, because they're never never complete. I 100%, think, that, I 100% think that's RC's, that was RC's deal. He, because yeah, I, I went yeah. there and he fueled off his mom and dad telling him, mostly mom, telling him that wasn't good enough. Watch right. out, here comes Jeremy. Watch out, here comes this guy. And instead of taking his ball and going home, he dug in deeper and did more work to show yeah. them. You know, I, I yeah. really think that yeah. was a big thing with RC. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, 100%, 100% it was. And he even said himself that he feared loss more than he enjoyed yeah. winning, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and that proves your point. And, and it's, it's true. And, but it's like anything, right? Like you have, you have a choice, you know, like all, if all of a sudden, you know, you, your car breaks down, like with me, I had uh, in front of the George Bush compound in Kenny Buckport, Maine, I was on a, on a trip with my girlfriend and we had the music going and we were all excited, nice weather. And I just turned my head a little bit too much. And there was like a really high curb, bam, killed my rim, flat tire, 
destroyed on the side of the road. But it's like, all right, I got two options, right? I can either complain about this and like life is always doing this to me, whatever. Right. Instead, we pulled over. We took out two lounge chairs. We had a view of the ocean. We cracked two of those little white cloth things, those little girly <laughs> drinks that I, I'll admit I do enjoy. And uh, we sat there on the side, waited for the AAA guy. We had beats going, a little old school 80s, had a blast, enjoyed ourselves. The AAA guy had fun. But it was like a choice, right? I mean, it's like you want to you wanna complain and bitch about it or are you going to make the best out of the situation? And it's like, that's it, you know? I mean, it's a version of hitting the reset button, you know, like, Tyler, you said, you know, sometimes things snowball and it's like one thing happens bad and then another. Well, that's because people aren't hitting the reset button, right? Like yeah, I've yeah. Seen, seen, I'm not going to name names because I just don't like calling people out, but there's, there's some top, top, top guys that don't hit the reset button. And it's like if things are going wrong, there is no fact, there is no proof that things will continue to go wrong. So why do you think it? And right. it's like you've right. got to hit the button. Should we should we call Nicoletti now or later? <laughs> no, I mean, Phil. Phil uh, we always joke about Phil being negative and everything else, and he is in his case. He he does say, "Ah, oh, woe is me!" Like fuck my life a lot. But on the other hand, you know he he's also very determined on the on the racetrack and never never gives yeah. up and never says die. You know, so it's a it's quite a contradiction from a guy like from Phil. But and it's yeah. weird, Tyler. Like when you talk about Chad, like I really believe Chad is mentally strong and. You know, he used to get beat yeah. down by Bubba and Ricky, and it wouldn't matter. The next week he would win. He never let those guys kind of get in his head like they did so many other guys. But on the other hand, Bowers, Chad is infamous for changing forks, yeah. changing settings, changing this. Yeah. You know, he's infamous <laughs> yeah, right. for all these yeah. things off the track. So yeah. I, I have a I have a problem in my brain to reconcile that. But but it is weird that he's like that, yeah. you know? Yeah, because usually that – I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he's got some weird – settings for sure like i've ridden a couple of his bikes now yep uh, i filmed it in t2 and i did some stuff back at lnm like i rode his bike then there's i don't really like chad setups ever like he's got his own little particular things that he likes and it, right. it, it's for chad for sure so i don't know if it's um if he's just that in tune with what he's feeling all the time because usually when somebody's changing all the time it's usually just like you said it's a mental thing you know i even catch myself doing it i'm like yeah. oh it's this 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 um and then i have to tell myself you know like shut up and you're just you know freaking out but you're just having a bad day just right. go right the thing you're used to it um so yeah it's weird that he was like just like you said so tough like that not shaking when in the moment but off the track he he's always changing everything yeah yeah and, and, and as a mechanic i would have a rider go out have a bad practice session you know get podium the week podium on the bike the week before show up in the next week have a bad practice session and start saying hey we got to do this and this and this and in my brain, I'm like, dude, just stay the, you know, stay the course here. What are we doing? This is a podium bike seven days ago. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. do we need to go front tire clamps and fork settings? Yeah. Really? You know? I think, uh, but, I, think I, I do it too. Yeah. Um, and I, I got to remind myself um, about how how much a rider can adapt. You know what I mean? Like, I, I find myself, you know, especially being a test rider like last year, um, and I'm I do feel a lot on the bike, and I, I do love to change stuff and just learning about you know changing this makes it feel like that mm -hmm. and, you know materials yeah. and torque specs and stuff. But sometimes you just gotta be like, dude, I'm an athlete, and and being an athlete, us riders are very very capable of adapting. Um, my rookie year, I was on the team with Jason Lawrence when he won the West Coast title, mm -hmm. and that guy didn't do any testing. He would ride, he could ride my bike faster than me. He could ride uh, <laughs> Ryan Lawrence's bike faster than him. You know, you just yeah. You just give that guy a bike and he would adapt to it. And sometimes you just got to like 
be able to just go, all right, yeah. I'm freaking out. Just yeah. let myself adapt to this bike and learn how to ride this bike. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Bowers, Jay Cavanaugh on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast, number 100, everybody. We made it. Uh, FXR Racing, designed by racers for racers. Speaking of Phil, he wears FXR. Kyle Cunningham wears FXR. Uh, Josh Osby wears FXR. A lot of guys running it out there. PulpMX30 is the code to save with the folks at FXRRacing.com. Race Tech Suspension, Pulp19 is the code to save with that. Chris Blos, Michael Lessie, Ben LeMay, all using Race Tech. Uh, a ton of privateers rely on Race Tech, uh, whether it's motor work, whether it's suspension work. They can dial you in. Use the code PULP19 again to save. Maxxis Tires, Skosh, and, and Namira Technologies. Namira has the leading top-end repair kits. They offer everything you need to rebuild your top-end at a price that will keep you riding every weekend. Skosh, skosh.com, Pulp25 at checkout to save 25% off. Rockstar Husky, of course, is a proud sponsor, or they're a proud sponsor of Rockstar Husky team. And Maxxis Tires. Speaking of the cat, Jay, he ran Maxxis this past year, a deal that I helped put together. And, and the cat used Maxxis to put in the main event, so you know that they're they're pretty good. So. Um, yeah, and he was very grateful for that, by the way. I don't know, you know, if he mentioned that to you, but I know for a while there, he he did tell us all that you put that deal together and ended with the Vortex. And, yeah. you know, he was just really, really grateful for that. Yeah, so, trying, uh, to, trying to help out privateers, Jay, like you. Me and you, the same. You're same, a good same. dude. You know, you come off like sometimes that you're hard, but you th- those are the guys that have the biggest heart. You're probably, I mean, would you admit that you have a big heart, like you're willing to say that. Like, nah, right? nah, nah, screw it. I don't want to admit that. Nah, listen, it's it's, it's risky, the number it's the number one thing is don't take the sport too fucking seriously, and and, I, and that's and that's where I get myself into trouble with riders, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and even Bowers, probably some point Bowers, I probably pissed you off, but but nothing that we haven't. Yeah, no, whatever. No, um, I love it. Man. But but privateers, I mean, I worked for four or five of them as a mechanic you know and, and and so i really have a soft spot for guys like that because i i know what they've done through I, i've driven the box van through the night i've gone grocery shopping I've, I've washed the van i've washed the bike i've changed the oil in the generator changed the oil in the bike you know blah 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 so um you know i drove around looking for hotel rooms that i could sneak in a shower while the maid would uh, left the door open so that kind of stuff is <laughs> it's all close to my heart when i hear these privateer guys you know Oh my um, god, that's funny. So, Jay, you're you're also uh, bringing somebody out special to uh, so straight rhythm. I heard. Oh, dude, I can't. I like it's it's like emotional. Like the second you said that, I immediately I had the little hair I have on my head, the little stubble kind of stand <laughs> up. Like I'm I'm seriously honored, privileged, pumped. Um, Dominic Ventigali, um, he has cystic fibrosis. This dude, all right, we we know how riding is, right? And like we're all addicted to it because it's like your mind is finally free. <laughs> you get to just ride. And so yeah. there's this one guy who's got cystic fibrosis. He's got 20% lung capacity, and he's got a 2,000 PSI oxygen tank that he straps to his back. So this guy goes over a jump, and the tank, because he's really, really thin, okay. the tank's not on him tight enough because the camelback he's got, like he's got like a little rig set up, it's just not small enough. And so he gets whacked by the tank and then under his helmet the valve kind of like whacks him under his neck so at the main event the racer x main event which we appreciate your guys support on that um we announced that we were gonna the moto community chipped in a whole bunch of money to help us pay to redesign a better backpack for him so that he could put a different 
auction system in that is much safer. It's not it's not like a missile that's going to go off like 2000 psi. <laughs> like I, I don't want to see what that would look like if he crashed, right? And so he'd probably end up. You know, he always says that if he if he came off a jump and crashed, he'd go right back up in the air. But um, so he's just you know you know it's funny, Steve is like he's he's this guy where when you listen to him talk. I mean, he, he, he was supposed to die last year. Like, they literally, the doctors and nurses said, hey, you know, this is it. He's done. You know, really? Wow. The family, yeah. And the mother, when you meet the mother, like, she's intense. And she's, like, we got to get her on a bike and get her to Loretta's, right? Like, a 40-plus <laughs> class, she'd probably kill it. And she just was like, no, my son's not going right now. Like, he's going to go at some point, but it ain't going to be now. And she fought and fought and fought, and <laughs> he came back. And so... You know, his story is insane. His passion and understanding of life, like he makes us all with, you know, these bodies where we could run a marathon, you know, where he could barely breathe going from here to the end of the parking lot. He makes some of us kind of realize that, hey, you got you got something great here. Like maybe you should be a little happier, you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry your BMW kind of broke down, but like you'll, yeah. you'll get through this. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, just to tell you what happened. So he thought – at the main event, because I co-announced the JBR uh, Best Whip, which was the whip contest at the end. Uh, Ryan Sipes was there, Brett Q, Nick Batten. Um, so at that event, he didn't know it, but I kind of last minute with Tyler, we said, hey, why don't we just like send this guy to Red Bull Straight Rhythm, all expenses paid. So I'm like, hey, what better time? Like, I just lost one of my jobs. Like, now's the best time to send even one more person there. But, yeah. you know, it was, like, for the right reasons. Like, I'm so over money. I'm so over stuff. Like, I am so checked out. Like, I just want change. I want happy people. And, you know, and so Dominic's going to straight rhythm. He's awesome. beyond pumped. And uh, we're just going to do some random acts of kindness a couple days before. And we're going to try to call out and have some fun with Travis and see if he can step up and maybe do some random acts of kindness as well and just show what the Moto community is about. I mean, we're all good people. We're all blue-collar, hardworking. Like you said, sleeping up box truck, you know, box van, you know, sneak into a hotel room when the maid's not looking to take a shower. Like we're, we come from like, you know, we've all suffered and we've all gone through it, but we wouldn't want it any other way. And so super pumped and appreciative that Tyler's given, you know, mm-hmm. me and of course, Dominic, that chance to go out and Tyler's just a good dude. You know, everyone thinks he's just going to hammer you in a turn. Like, Oh, he will. No, he will. He will. Yeah, but, but he's gonna. But he's gonna come back to the the truck after and be in complete tears and be like, "I regret it. I'm gonna get him a card." I go, uh, uh, not always. Yeah. Not not always. Let's be honest. Not always. Um, yeah. Sometimes but, sometimes I'll write you a card, but it'll be it'll be but, a little bit different. But sometimes <laughs> sometimes guys have told me that they've completely rammed each other with Bowers, and then Bowers is like, "That was cool." That was cool. Yeah, yeah. And the guys are like, not really, not really. <laughs> but that's Bowers. That's, that's, uh-huh. There's only a few Tyler Bowers out there that are like, yeah, sweet. Dude, I did that, dude Benny Blossom, I, like, he did that to me one year at Monster Cup. Like, me and him, was maybe not Monster Cup, the shootout. Like, we just went back and forth. And, like, he was, like, he was hitting me. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to kill this guy. It was his, like, rookie year in 450. And yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, he's done. He's done. He's dead. And like I was trying to kill him, but I could. He's so big, he's all lanky. <laughs> he kept saving it. I just couldn't. And then I came off the track, and he was loving it. And like I had a good time too. But he was like, "Dude, that was awesome! Like, thanks for you know, like that was rough, but you didn't you didn't try to kill me." And I'm like, "Dude, like, like I uh, was, yeah. I, cu- I couldn't." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah but you know why that was though, Tyler? Like, I don't yeah. know about you, but like 
if I bump into a guy, and I don't know if this happens to you, if I bump into a guy that's my height or taller, I'm like 6'1", 6'2", it's yeah. total respect. It's like, dude, I'm so sorry. Let me buy you a drink. I mean, this guy could be 260 right. all muscle, and it's respect. But yeah. I'll tell yeah, you, yeah. if some dude who comes up to my you know, chest, like 5'1", yeah. 5'2", yeah. they just want to kill me. So I think it's like yeah. when yeah. you have two tall dudes exactly. banging it up, yeah. it's like it's yeah. fun. Whereas you know if the short dude, he just is wishing he had your height. And it's not yeah. to disrespect yeah. short guys, but... I've run into that Napoleon yeah. thing way too many times in my life, and I'm yeah. all set with it. By, by the way, Jay, yeah. I, just, I just want to make a comment that I am not over money and material things. Just that's not me. <laughs> I appreciate that you are. I appreciate that you are, but that is not me. It does not represent the views of Pulp Mex. So, I just want to put that out there. Uh, uh, Jay Cavanaugh, Tyler Bowers on the, on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast. So, yeah, Jay, the rack racing is growing, and uh, hopefully maybe you can turn this into something else like – you know, I, I, who knows? Like, there's one thing I figured out over the years with this show and the different things that I do is there's a lot of people that want to help. Now, do they have a ton of money? No, but you put a bunch of people that want to help into something, and all of a sudden you end up with a, with a nice chunk of change. So, you know, you get the word out about rack racing, you, you put it on Tyler's bike for straight rhythm, and who knows, man? Who knows where this goes? It's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I agree with you, and and you know, your point is a very good one because if more riders like the top, like the guys that are like maybe seventh, eighth place back to, you know, qualifying for nationals, if those guys put a little more effort in the relationships that they have a little more gratitude, like yeah. there are people, like you said, that will cut a check for five. I know guys that I've seen it where they'll give someone five grand just because there's no ROI, no return. Yeah. They just want to help because they're a good person. So you're, you're totally right. And so, um, I do believe that the moto community, you know, we all know what's at risk. We all know the pain. We've all been to the hospital numerous times, and we know what it's all like. And so we're all in the same boat. We all understand the struggle, and we appreciate it. I mean, you know how it is. I was on a plane one time waiting um, waiting to take off, and I saw a guy with a moto shirt. I forget what was on it. I was like, dude, you race? He's like, yeah. He's like, do you? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, dude. And, and it was literally like I had seen, like, some long-lost friend from <laughs> yeah. elementary school. You know, and, and that's that's the draw. That's why you're still in it. That's why I'm in it. You know, and, and just it's a great sport. And, oh, by the way, I keep forgetting to ask you this. Are the videos that Tim Ferry posts of his son not the best videos ever? I'm addicted to yeah, his son's they're, videos. They're, they're Have you fantastic. seen them on Instagram? Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, his one, <laughs> his one son falls over, and he's just like, what are you doing? I fell over. It's like repeat every day. What are you doing? I fell over. And then you want a cheeseburger? Yeah, I want a cheeseburger. It, it's some of the best stuff ever. I agree. Alex Ray actually told me the same thing. He's like, I, those are the best videos on Instagram for him. Uh, same thing. It's just amusing, as amusing as hell to watch this, him, and his young, his, him and his youngest Beckett go at it for sure. So, um, so Tyler, after the, after the KX500, are you worried about jetting, by the way? Are we worried about jetting the thing, Bowers? Dude, yeah, I'm really worried, actually. I was thinking about that the other day. Um, so Chad is from Trigger Racing. He's my normal mechanic. Um, he was going to maybe come out for straight rhythm, but wasn't sure. And then I was like, well, man, I got to get another mechanic. Usually it's not that big of a deal, especially for one race. I'll have, you know, a friend help. It's on that set the whole shot device, you know, straight rhythm. You're not riding much anyway. But then I was like, wait, I got to get somebody that knows how to jet a dirt bike. And I don't, yes. I don't even have any jets for this thing. I, yeah. I have the one, the one in it, you know, like, 
So I usually just ride it at Glen Helen when it's hot. So it's like not a big of a deal. Um, so I'm <laughs> no. like, okay. Uh, yeah, it's going to get like daytime practice and it's going to get cold and like the air is going to change. And oh, yeah. No, be, no. Like, you, yeah. you have to, and I've done this. You, you, you jet yeah. your bike in the morning and then uh, before the night show, you ride it around the pits and you got to jet it again. Yeah, yeah, that's what. So I don't, yeah, I don't want to run into that problem. You know, I haven't dealt with that since you know I was on mini bikes. I, you know, I was one of those guys. I rode when I got on big bikes. The 250F came out, and I was riding that. And uh, you know, I rode a 125 for like half a year once, and I wasn't working on my bikes at the time yeah. either. So, yeah. um, you know, nowadays, like you know, we're just so spoiled. So, yeah, um, yeah, know, with all the fuel injection and everything. Uh, I'll ship you my little box I have full of ne- jets and needles and, yeah. and will everything they fit, else. Will they fit in the 500? Yeah, no, it's key and carb. They're all the same. They're, yeah, they're yeah. Fine. I don't know if yeah, I don't know if the key and carb like if the yeah, one I had was not, like, yeah, yeah, same one I think. Although I don't know, depending on which one, is it the original carb or did you put a newer on? Because some people put PWKs no. on there. No, it's the original carb. Is it round slide or is it uh? Uh, uh, no, well the the slide it's like half moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that's yeah, that's yeah. a little bit more so modern, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. I mean, when Tom Morgan did the engine, I asked him. He did like a couple mods to the curb, and I was like, "Should I get one of those PWKs?" And he's like, "Well, I think he said it had it on it. I don't, yeah. I don't know what I got on it." Yeah, it might have, depending <laughs> on what year it is. I think they switched yeah. at some point, but yeah. um, because Jay, I don't know. Do you know much about jetting, Jay, or working on bikes? Can you? Can, is this something you can do? No, you know what the funny thing is? My my day to day is uh, I'm actually an eye, eye doctor, so I just you know how to fix eyeballs. So if you get a piece of metal in your eye, like definitely yeah. I'm your guy. Okay, all right. So your random act of kindness does not involve jetting a KX500. No, <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Um, wow, wow. This is uh, sounds like a good deal, man. I'm stoked that uh, this has come together, Tyler. For you. Uh, Bowers, you've met some really good people um, outside of my title sponsorship, of course. But, yeah. you, you know, this has been a really cool thing, and now you have Rack Racing on board. But you worked with a variety of people to get you through all of 2019. And I imagine, Bowers, you've made some real cool friends and acquaintances over the years. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, especially like especially where I'm at in the, my career now, you know, getting being around here for, I mean, my first pro year was 08. Um, I did a year of arena cross before that in 07, so it's like, um, I've been around long enough now. I'm like, I, I know everybody, you know, and I, I run into people and I, I get help through all the pits. Like I get, you know, people from other teams last year, um, Honda would feed me at a couple of the supercross rounds, you know, I'm sitting there and I need some food and, you know, they would help me out. And it's, it's crazy. All the people I get to meet just even, you know, with the teams and then meeting these people with the one-off sponsorships. It's, uh, yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, I've known, I've known Jay for a little while now though. Right. Um, Helped, helped him and AJ do a, a school together yep. one time, and um, yeah, just seeing him at the races. So it's it's pretty cool to you know all the people I bump into. Bump into. Yeah. I think that's the maybe the best part about the the privateer island is the the island is there. There's so much help on that island. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where when you're at a team, you're on your own island in your own green or red or blue. Yeah, yeah. Mine. Well, those those are your people. Or yeah, like you said, you're chilling by your box fan. You're sitting on the box fan at yeah. the practice, and people can just walk right up and be like. Hey Tyler Bauer is like you know how yeah. you know how's it going well you know yeah. whatever like that's awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's like yes like San Diego Supercross I remember it was raining and I had a bunch of people just sitting on the like the back of the box man with me under the easy up just like <laughs> you know it's like cool all right we're yeah. here yeah absolutely uh, Jay do you have somewhere where we can point people to go check out Rack Racing yeah sure so um, obviously so on Instagram that's where I for the most part I'm posting videos almost every day on just. You know, how to be happier, how to change your perspective, 
um, little tips on just even sometimes, you know, ideas on how to deal with failure or how to fail fast. But that's at Rack Racing. So it's R-A-K, not R-A-C-K. It's R-A-K Racing on Instagram. So at Rack Racing. And then also, uh, if you want to make a donation for a random act of kindness, our website is Rack, R-A-K hyphen racing. So that's that line in the middle, racing.com. And then uh, onerack.org is the new big thing, man. I, I got a kid that I went to elementary school with and <laughs> – we got drunk together the first time when we were in, like, I don't know, eighth grade, and we, we uh, shouldn't have done this, but we stole some wine from the restaurant we worked at. Come to find out it was sherry. So we drank that together. That was, like, our first first buzz and first uh, – there were a lot of firsts as a friendship, and he, him and I are actually teaming up on the uh, nonprofit. And the cool thing is, is for the last 15 years, he's been in nonprofits and never – never ever created one he's always consulted for them because he never had one presented to him that he wanted to be a part of mm-hmm. once we told him about the random acts of kindness and we told him like showed him the effect and what we're doing like we actually hijacked a uh, a uh, ice cream truck and gave out 200 dollars with a free ice cream one day like oh, randomly nice. like i was on a walk with my neighbor and i'm like hey like the ice cream lady's coming like let's hijack this thing i'm like hey did you drive me in our house i got 200 bucks cash i'll just you just keep tabs and we'll just burn through 200 and we did it. And so um, he's going to help with the OneRack.org, which is a official nonprofit. Because Rack is kind of like more mental coaching and more for fun with the Random Acts of Kindness. Right. But we've got to kind of legitimize it. And OneRack.org is another place you can go and enter your email if you want to be a part of that. So uh, we're just excited about that. And then, you know, I would love to see Tyler, you know, keep going for Supercross. I mean, I just think that Tyler, I see in Tyler a lot of abilities. If you look at the consistency in his lap times, like him and Chad Reed are like the kings of consistency. And uh, I just think that's a big part of this game is to minify your mistakes. So, you know, we're trying to see what we can do for 2020 with Supercross. And uh, maybe we can be a part of that program as well. You know, we'll be talking about mm-hmm. that after straight rhythm. Just super excited, man. Moto and Supercross season is here and, I can't get enough of it, man. No, just it's not here yet. Don't tell me that. It's not here yet. We're, 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 we're fine. We're still got a bit of an off season. I'll relax. I'll calm down. Um, well, hey, uh, well, thanks, Jay. And and Tyler, um, good luck in straight rhythm on the KX500. That's awesome. Um, awesome. Thank will you. we see you at Monster Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I plan on being at Monster okay. Cup. I'm still waiting on suspension right now. I don't oh, know what's next going on. So yeah, that um, you know, I get I get like hand me down. So um, right. that that AC kid uh, uh, supposed to be some superstar or something. Yeah. Started riding, so bastard. I'm on the back burner. Yeah, I'm on the back burner for a little bit. I, I get it. I was but, talking yeah. to him about it. I was talking to him about his show and stuff on Monday a little bit. So yeah, yeah. He, was, he was talking to me a little bit about. Oh yeah, yeah. He came up there on Monday, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, Jay Cavanaugh, uh, Tyler Bowers, Rack Racing. Check it out on Instagram. Thank you. Race Tech. Uh, thanks, FXR, Namira, uh, Skosh, and of course the folks at, at Maxis as well for supporting this show. Number 100. We did it. Uh, thanks, Jay. Thanks, Tyler. And we'll see you guys around, man. Thanks for the time. Sweet. Thank you. Sounds good. Have fun in Cabo, brother. Thank you.